What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You're in. Well, we're with me, Bram, and with me, per usual, my master of all things video and sound, Maxine. How's it going? Who is literally recording with his newborn in his lap today. Dude, huddle history. Uh, <laughs> I, I am impressed. When I was a new dad, I could barely speak and walk at the same time. The idea that you're organizing a podcast here uh while being a brand new father is not lost on me dude so nicely played <laughs> thanks I'm, you know i'm trying to set a good impression for him right this is going to be an intergenerational legacy here so one day he'll take over the mantle of producing the warriors huddle and uh things will be seamless it's all coming together <laughs> let him know that joining the three of us after way too long the current beat writer for the san francisco chronicle a man who attends every wow. single warriors practice press conference shoot around a game and a guy who's getting ready to leave the Bay Area to go work on the East Coast, Mr. CJ Holmes. What's going on, CJ? What's up, y'all? Let's, let's, let's do this one time for the one time. <laughs> yeah, man, bittersweet. So give us the details. Where are you going? When do you leave? You know, I mean, what's uh, what's your immediate future look like? Yeah, everything uh, came together a little quickly. But uh, I'll be covering the Brooklyn Nets for the New York Daily News. But uh Time during the Bay was special, man, but, uh, you know, a lot of things are lining up for, you know, that let me know that this makes sense, you know, at this point in my life, and I'm looking forward to it. Personal and professional. Let's start professional. Professional, congratulations, man. That's awesome. Well-deserved. They're lucky to have you, um, and, you know, it's unfortunate that we're leader, that we're losing you, but we understand. Personal, fuck you, CJ. I can't stand this. <laughs> we've, we've got this great goddamn relationship, and I'll turn it into a question. Maxine, so how do you experience this, dude? I hear this. CJ's a friend, you know, so this is great for him and it's going to do nothing but help him. So I'm happy. I'm happy for him. And this is what the movie should make. But I'm also selfish. And I mean, I'm pissy, dude. I don't like that he's leaving. For you, you heard the news. You know, what do you think, man? Is it just happiness or do you have a little a little pissiness? Like oh, me? no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pissed too, man. Because here's the thing, like we, we're fortunate to be able to have, you know, some relationships in the show and. Um, and they've all been pretty cool, but like hanging out with CJ was a lot of fun. Um, you know, so I was looking forward to many more of those and well, 
We're going to have to catch him when he comes on the road, you know? Did you hear baby Felix tell you to F yourself as well there? <laughs> <laughs> immediately. immediately like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> gave it to this little hey and see. Let's turn it into a segment, all right? So if you're new to this show, one of my favorite things we do with the beat writer, CJ specifically, we call it the Off the Court Report. And the idea is that CJ gets to experience shit that we don't. He sees the players, he sees the setup, he sees all these things when they're not playing. But this one, we're going to turn that to you, CJ. All right, so I got three questions for you, all looking at your career as the uh, beat writer for the Golden State Warriors. It is the best part, the worst part, and then a moment that sticks out. So start with the best part. What's the, what's the best part about being the beat writer for the Warriors? Um, not necessarily covering the team, but the people who you compete against and cover with every day. Um, you know, there's there's a mix of like youth, maturity, um, you know, color, um, you know, analysis. Like everyone kind of just has their different niches. Everyone's great people. Everyone's just great people. Good company. Um, I mean, I feel like I've made some lifelong connections getting to cover the Warriors. Um, so you know, people I you know essentially went to war with every day at Chase Center. You know, sure. Uh, I appreciate those people a lot. You know, appreciate you guys. You guys are part of that too. Um, it's a really good group out here, and that's probably what I'm gonna miss the most. Sure. Worst part. Oh my God! And people called me out for that Jonathan Kaminga bit. Like that was insane. <laughs> that was insane. Like it's it's funny. The funniest part about it is I have a great relationship with J.K. Even like yesterday when I'm leaving, like he's like, "Dang, you leaving?" Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? When I come to New York, we're going to link. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, it's just so funny because like and I know it's stuff that every writer deals with, but I had people call me a rat for months and like i don't know why jk you know did what he did like i know y'all remember what i'm talking about you know i wrote about jk it wasn't even negative like it was this is how the kid feels and this is how he's been like you know trained to overcome this kind of stuff and you know he, he quote tweets it and says huh well go warriors like i don't know where that came from but like me and jk like you know, keeping it between us, like we had our conversation about it. Like, you know, I, I talked with the Warriors about it and then like we moved on. But it's just so funny how like people wanted to sit here and call me a rat reporter and all this stuff. Like, 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 like I don't lean, like I don't lean heavily on my credibility. Like, I don't care about that kind of stuff. Like, I'm just going to put BS out here. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy to me. Of course. Um, so that was so. You know, that was definitely one of the – when we think about, like, the worst things, that's definitely what came to mind because I felt like, you know, my reputation got trashed a little bit to no fault of my own. Like, that was crazy. Like, I know, like, you know, fans are going to be fans and the shit and let it get to me, but that, that like, got to me because it's like, y'all going to question my credibility? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's wild. Let's make this a Venn diagram. We literally know that your credibility is fine. Because you've got a brand new job, senior NBA writer, and that is, you know, after you had to go through the controversy. So bullshit, but it's behind you, you which know. leads to that last part, uh, a moment that sticks out. Something that's happened over these last couple of years while covering this team that you think will stick with you, you know, going forward here. Man, this might be a little obvious, but, you know, Steph Curry walked into the media room in Boston, that cigar and that hat. 
And that finals MVP trophy <laughs> dropped that shit on the table, sat back and looked at us like, what's up? Like, <laughs> you know, getting to walk on this beat and essentially, you know, I covered like the final 22, I think after All-Stars, like what, 22 games left after All-Star? So or something like that, right? Regular season. So I covered the final 22 games after the All-Star break and an entire postseason run, which adds up to basically another half season. You know, I don't know how many games that is total, but it's like basically like 20, 30 more games, which kind of felt like a full season to me, even though it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It felt like a full season, but to be able to have like no like NBA beat writing experience to, you know, although I, you know, I've worked in sports, covered college, NFL, you know, I cover a lot of things, but to, Walk onto a beat, first time covering the NBA. Because keep in mind, like I, it was hard. I, I was struggling to get into the door covering the NBA, covering the NBA specifically before I got this job. So it's like not only do you get a job covering one of the most, if not the most notable basketball team on the planet, like you get to watch them win a championship your first couple of months on the job. And to me, that was incredible. Um, getting the ride on the float with Gary and James Wiseman. Um, you know, during parade day, like that's the type of stuff that will like I will never forget that whole thing from from Curry dropping to his knees and, and you know and, and and TD Garden to you know everybody coming in the room you know to seeing the look on Wiggins's face you know knowing that he would just won his first championship to you know the, the plane ride home to the parade that followed. Like, it was just – all that was insane. And, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get the cover, um, you know, another NBA championship. You know, we'll see where my career takes me. But, you know, I'll always be thankful that I got that one because that's what that's what you dream about in this industry. That's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Getting the opportunity to see those kind of things. You know, there's guys like Mark Spears who have covered, like, 27 NBA final series. But that was my first. And, you know, that meant, that meant, that meant a lot to me. Hey, you could take it a step further, man. That moment that you began with, Steph coming in with the finals MVP trophy, sitting back, you know, wearing the hat, um, that's going to be featured in documentaries, you know, mm-hmm. countless documentaries going forward. He is a top 10 player conservatively of all time. And to have seen not only him win a championship, but to have seen a moment that will help define the career that we're going to see a ton mm-hmm. of, you know, that there, there have been a lot of NBA championships over history. That moment only happened once, and for you to have been there is, you know, is pretty fucking impressive. But I'll also use another thing you said to push us into our next category, and it's you describing that last championship that helps me really underline how different things are currently, because the thing that I remember from that championship was Wiggins and Jordan Poole looking at each other saying, you're going to get the bag, you're going to get the bag. (laughs) We are so far from that today. That it's to be fair, they both got the bag. They both got the bag. They both got to the be bag. Fair. At that moment, we were all celebrating, like, look yeah. at this young core. It's all going to come together. Today, things may or may not have changed, which leads to the big segment today. All right. And the segment is this I'm going to call it Sound the Alarm. I'm going to give you three problems the Warriors are currently going through. And then I want you to assign a DEF CON level to it. Yeah. So, DEFCON shit I know from movies. I know it's real, but the only experience I've ever had with in movies. And I learned today, CJ, this is very confusing to me, but there are five levels of, of DEFCON readiness, and one is the worst. 
I didn't, I, that seems counterintuitive, but it is what it is. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a problem. You assign a number to it, one through five. But here's what I've, I've, I'm assigning to those numbers. DEFCON 5. So that's the least amount of worry. DEFCON 5 stands for this. They've played less than 20 games. The only reason to talk about this problem now is to create content. Nothing to see here. All right. DEFCON 4. It's too early to be, uh, to be worried. Way too early. But I can see why you're asking about the problem. DEFCON 3. This is a problem. This is a problem that needs to be fixed. But the Warriors can do it. DEFCON 2. This is a problem, and I'm not sure the Warriors can fix this. DEFCON 1, this is a death nail. We are fucked. This problem is not going away, and there's nothing we can do. All right, so there's our rubric. Here's our problems. Problem number one, Wiggins' early season struggles, okay? Before you give me a number, any idea why? Like, what's happening? Is there any reporting from the team or, like, any indication from anyone why – the first few weeks of the season here haven't gone the way we all wanted it to? Yeah, I mean, um, she's just been off. She's been really <laughs> off. I mean, like, in the locker room, it's like he seems normal and everything seems fine. Like, I don't know if he has, still has things going off the court or distracting him a bit. And at the same time, like, sometimes people get off to slow starts. Like, it's only been 12 games, but in terms of – you know, I, I I'd say DefCon three, yeah. like it is it is it is an issue because you know you know you didn't expect Wiggins to get off to a slow start like this, but considering everything that happened last year, I mean, like, can you really be surprised, right? Yes. Um. Yes. But there's a lot of basket. There's so much basketball left, and I would say that I think Andrew Wiggins has a better chance of snapping out of it because of the quality of the shots that he can create for himself, you know, the, the cuttings, like the athleticism, I think I can see him snapping out of it before a clay Thompson, who is pretty much relying on that three ball. Um, so I think that like Andrew can create easy buckets in different ways, Yep. but um, it's definitely, it, it's concerning. It's not time to panic. Like if this is, if this is still like, the kind of like production Andrew is giving by like early February and he's still like struggling like this. I mean, at that point it's going to be time to panic. And at that point you might have to make some decisions, you know, but level up and maybe to seek a trade. But before we, I I couldn't agree with you. We're not, we're not there yet. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not, I'm sorry. They're not there yet. And they're not there yet. It's why DEFCON three works so well. I mean, it's just like you said, it's a problem. Let's not pretend it's a problem because they need him in order for this team to go hopefully where we want him to go. But of the things that could have happened, you know, that like it's some off-court issue or some residual from the rib shit versus he got space jammed, you know, like he's just lost all of his skill set and it's no longer happening. I've got to believe they can fix it. So I'm with you. DEFCON 3. I'd be so much easier if we knew what, you know, like what the hell was happening here. It feels... um. I don't know. It, it feels like a mystery, and I, I'm getting a little worried about it. But you've already talked about the second problem. Discuss it with me, Clay. So problem number two, Clay Thompson's early struggles. Give me a DefCon level, man. What are you thinking? I mean, I gotta, I gotta be fair though. Like, I gotta say DefCon three too, because like, like I just said, you, I can make the same argument for Wiggins. Like, there's a lot of basketball left, and unlike Wiggins, Clay Thompson is famous 
for slow starts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's famous for slow starts. But one for ten last night, like, I mean, you got Pajemski is like outscoring both of them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like more, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't get it. And this whole like second, third option thing behind Steph is real. Like, this is like this Steph have is scoring this many points this season out of necessity. Right. He's doing it because he has to. Because if he doesn't, like this team is in trouble, man. Like, because like he's not. There's no scoring help from anywhere on the roster right now. Um, you know, it's 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 unfortunate that uh, Clay and Wiggs have to be in a slump at the same time, but that's what's happening right now. Right. It's crazy, but that's what's happening right now. But you know, but like I said, Clay is famous for these slow starts, and it's we've only had 12 games, right? And you know, we've seen him shoot like 30 percent through five games, and then we've seen him shoot like 46% or 45% through five games. So, you know, that's the thing. Like, both these guys can snap out of it in a plate, you know? So you don't want to freak out too much. You don't want to overanalyze it. But, like, ah, one for ten last night, Clay? Like, it's getting rough out here. <laughs> it's getting rough out here. I will agree. And, and on top of that, you're not – he's not guarding either. No. He's not guarding. So it's like both of them are – they're out there. They're out there playing by merit because they have no choice. But like both of them are like borderline unplayable right now, borderline. But they don't have any other options. You need you need Wiggins's like size and length out there. You need his defense. Um, Clay, I mean, you need his shooting, but he's not giving that. He's not guarding either. So, but if if it's not them, where are you gonna go? Right? right. You're not gonna start a, a rookie. You know, out of you're not gonna start a rookie guard right now. You're not gonna. Um, you know, you're not, you just can't do that. So it's like Steve's hands are tied because, like, he owes these legacy rotation players, you know, their fair shot to turn this thing around. But, I mean, they're at the point now where, like, what's the record? Six and seven? Yep. After a six and two start? Right. Um, I mean, they better pray to God Curry's back on Saturday against OKC. Um, but, man, you're, you're without Draymond for five games. That's going to hurt you defensively. They're going to be in a position soon where they might have to be fighting an uphill battle with this old roster, putting all this pressure on Steph, and he's going to get hurt really bad at this rate. Like, he's been falling a lot early in this season, like getting to the rack, having to do all this stuff. Like, the addition of Chris Paul is supposed to help him, like, take care of his like body more, you know, like do better in the non-Steph minutes. But – it's the starters who aren't supporting Steph this year, not the bench. The bench is doing their job. Like they might have gotten outscored for the first time last night. I don't remember. Did the, can I pull that up? Or you guys got that? Those numbers? I don't have it. But to be even yeah. if I did the rotations are. I can believe it. Like you know, yeah. the bench has been doing their job. Like it's it's been the starters, and you know, you give Kevon Kevon Looney a pass because you never they, the Warriors have never relied on Kevon Looney to score. He's there to do the other stuff: screen, guard, rebound. Um, Draymond, his offense is historically hit or miss, right? Like, you know, it's it's either everybody gangster game or, you know, it's a quieter kind of all around kind of deal. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We identified before the season started, you know, the things that needed to happen for the Warriors to have a real shot. That that list begins and ends with Clay and Wiggins. You can count on Steph's fucking brilliance, you know, I mean, and, and he's providing it. But you need he's going to need help. Of course he is. Uh, and you hit the things that make me worried about Clay. So like Wiggins, there's no objective reasons about why he's not playing well. The thing that worries me about Clay is there's a couple, you know, he's dealing with these injuries or or he is coming off of two major injuries. And then Podzinski, it comes into play here because watching Pods play with no weight on his shoulders at all. You know, it's a guy who just believes in himself and is just playing and enjoying himself. That used to be Clay style. You could count on Clay firing up with not a fucking care in the world. And that's not true anymore. You, I can feel his weight playing now. You know, and in every missed shot, it, it feels like another brick's being put between his shoulder blades. Um, and so there's reasons to worry, but there's a lot of, of objective evidence, a lot of, of times in the past where he's snapped out of this. So it's yeah. a DEFCON 3, you know, I th- it's a problem, but I think they can fix it. Maxine, we haven't got a, a level from you yet. Um, Clay Thompson, DEFCON 1 through 5, what do you put it at? Yeah, I'm at a 2. I agree with CJ that, you know, maybe three or four for Wiggins, um, because to your point, Bram, there's nothing specifically uh, that you can point to other than things like, oh, well, he didn't have a, Wiggins didn't have a full offseason. And, you know, and there was that personal stuff at the end of last season. I'm not concerned there. Right. That Those are like logical things that would lead to a slow start. Clay's things, the logical things that lead to a slow start are logical things that lead to the tail end of a career. You know, people were talking over the past couple of years about, oh, when's LeBron finally going to show his age? And like, 
you know, that conversation happened really fast with Clay and it felt like a cliff. And and what worries me is that the same sort of thing that allowed him to play so free and breezy is the same type of thing that will actually end up causing him so much mental distress that as teams realize that he's not shooting well, they may sag off of him more. And then that might get in his head even more. He might be a compounding problem, you know, because the way that he was forcing shots last season stressed the shit out of me. He stopped doing that a little bit, but if his shot isn't falling off the catch and shoot, it's a really bad situation. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's another thing. And I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I think Steve, you know, granted, Steve's around Clay every day. Obviously, he's been coaching him for, what, 12 years now, and he's going to know these things. But, like, he said, it's one thing I didn't agree with. He was like, Clay's been pressing this season. I haven't seen that. Like you said, Clay's not, like, he's turning the ball over, like, at a pretty high rate. But, like, he's not, I don't see a lot of those, like, I think he's turning it over for the sake of trying to trying to create something. Yeah. But like he's not like forcing up bad shots. I feel like he's getting quality looks this Agreed. year. They're just not falling. Yeah. Right. Like like I don't think I don't agree that the fact that oh he's pressing. I don't I don't agree with that. He's just not hitting shots, you know? And, and if you were right, that's why, you know, they can fix it. I mean, that's three, right? It's a problem, but there's a reason why the there's some like, I think Clay's been a little more patient. This year compared to last year. Like, I, that's what I've seen. I don't think he's, yeah. He's and just I, think, shots, man. I think we got to add this too. Um, and it's more of an overarching thing on the on the team at large, not necessarily just clay. And it's a stupid yeah. analogy, but I'll use it. You get into really expensive machinery, like a Rolex or a Corvette or something. If you take out one thing, one small you know cog, the whole fucking machine will stop working. We got used to the Warriors they were so dominant and so good. You could take off these little cogs and it didn't matter. Somebody got hurt, they'd be fine. The, the opposing team shot over 60%, they could get past it. That's not true for us anymore. The, 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 the margin's much thinner. And so you start changing who's out there. You have a suspension. You have a team shoot more than 60% from the field. You have something change within the, the overall mechanism and everything looks broken. And so, you know, right now we are analyzing these problems while the great majority, you know, Steph's out, Draymond is is suspended. The opposing um, role players are shooting like sixty percent against us. These are all things that might not continue, and you, you know, you actually bring the Warriors back as a whole, and everything might look the way it it should, the way it did, for example, boys, over the first eight games. You know, they every we were world beaters when they lost that game to Denver. Everyone was kind of saying, "Oh, here's here's a preview of the Western Conference Finals." Um, you know, and the major thing that's changed since then is Steph got taken out and we've got ejections. So it, it might, or suspensions, it might just be that this team isn't whole, you know, and they need to be in order to, to look good. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that it, a team not being whole is less of an issue if the dudes on the team that are running in the starting lineup aren't on the older side. As in, there's not reasons to think that this team is going to be whole when there's no more suspensions. I'm expecting Steph to miss time like he has here. I'm expecting Chris Paul to miss time. Draymond, Clay, you know, these dudes are not, you know, they're in their 30s. And that's a concern. So we need all the games that we can get because it's not going to be an 82-game season for our whole squad. That's why Chris Paul says it's important to pile up wins while you can. And they're not doing that right now. No, they They were. But they're not doing that right now because, like, those injuries are going to come. Like, the suspensions, like, all of a sudden, it's going to come with this team. And that's why Chris Paul stressed the importance of piling up wins. And it's not – it's early, right? 12, 13 games, whatever. But, you know, 
the same way you can pile up wins, you can pile up bells too. And the Warriors don't want to be put in a situation where they're forced to, you know, fight this uphill battle with an older roster, with, with, with a potentially injured roster, you know, with the unpredictability of Draymond. And like, you know, you, you don't, they don't want that. Perfect transition. Last question, last DEFCON. And it has to do with Draymond, right? Yeah. So this is the second season in a row where Draymond um, has cost himself his presence for the team. Last year we lost him. You know, I mean, he, he played, but as he explained to us, he couldn't play the way that he really wanted to because of the JP shit. This year he's literally not on the court because of the decision he made with Gobert, right? So the DEFCON level of how the team is dealing with Draymond's antics, you know, it is, it's, is it um, one in that nothing, they know who the hell he is and they actually like that he had Clay's back or is it five, you know, that he's made yet another decision. He's not on the floor. We're now without him for five years. And as you put it, this is a time now where we should be stacking wins, not fucking years. Five years. Five, sorry. Yeah, five. I, I, I thought that the five years was a little bit too long. You know, I don't know why. <laughs> somebody, this is hilarious. So somebody sent me this the other day. And, like, I thought it was, like, the actual, like, NBA, like I, I read it. Like, I didn't read it. Like, I just, like, it, long story short, it's like, like, they'll see that. Like, the league has sentenced Draymond Green to death, which is a little bit worse than the five years I just kicked him out of the league. <laughs> but the five games he has. I mean, I, hopefully that long question made sense. What do you put it at? Draymond's relationship with the team. What DEFCON level do you place it at? DEFCON five. I mean, it's just. This is what happens. This is this is one. what you, this, DEFCON this, one that you're saying. DEFCON five means there's a giant problem. Oh no no, you're right. <laughs> yeah yeah. Other way. I, I, why did I set it up that way? <laughs> <laughs> when there's an earthquake, if it's a 1.0 earthquake, you're like, that's nothing. Like, why the hell would they have it below? Okay. <laughs> but this is just this is who he's been. It is what it is. Like you gotta. The same fiery passion. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell Draymond, how to be Draymond Green how to be Draymond Green. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, I don't like how a lot of folks are saying, oh, like, he shouldn't do this, he shouldn't do that. Like, the same, that same fiery intensity that gets them in trouble, it's the same, th- it's the same shit that's helped this franchise win four championships. You know what I'm saying? It's give and take with it. The 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 the, the take sucks sometimes, as it did, you know, on – Tuesday night at Chase Center, but it is what it is. I don't think people look at him any differently. I think, and uh, I think, you know, I think Steve, I think Steve and the front office are a little tired of playing damage control. I mean, did anyone else notice Steve's complete shift in tone on the perspective of what happened? You know, after the game, you know, everyone's the adrenaline's still high. No, like you know, he was defending. You know, Rudy, you know, he sprinted in because, like, you know, he was defending Clay. And then all of a sudden today, it's like, I mean, yesterday, last night, it's like, it's deserved. He went too far. Like, to me, that sounds like somebody, like, from the league. Like, I could be wrong. Like, just, like, talk to Steve and was just like, look, like, if, this is, if you watch this on camera, you're going to see that this is a bad look. Yeah. And, like, you need to, like, get ahead of this. It's going to be a bad look for your, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then all of a sudden, it's, t- it's time to throw Draymond under the bus publicly, right? But... At the same time, like I think that I think I think this teammates like having somebody that's about that action. At the end of the day, like everybody, you need at least one dude on your team that's about that action. Of course. Does Draymond take a little too far? Yeah, but like they're not gonna like. I mean, they knew all of this before they signed him to a four-year extension. Right. 
That's exactly right. And the reason so, they the reason they knew it is because yeah. it was this skill set that helped them win yeah. championships. You know, I mean, he punched Jordan Poole in the face. They got a four-year, $100 million deal. That's like me walking into my boss, I mean, in my office, like throwing hands at my boss or like throwing hands at a coworker in the middle of the Chronicle office and then getting like a 20K raise or something. Like, it's, you know? You so. know fucking internal fire it requires to successfully guard the five spot at his size? No. The, the kind of F you, I will do anything the hell that's necessary, like to, to be able to yeah. channel that and go forward. This right. is, yeah. of course they knew it too. This is, this is a junkyard dog that occasionally bites people. It's the thing that makes him valuable also makes him a liability yeah. occasionally. And they knew that when they signed the contract. If I order spicy food, I'm not surprised that I get fucking heartache. You know, like it, it, it's part of the experience. DEFCON 1, I completely fucking, uh, no, DEFCON 5. Yeah. Fuck this system. I knew <laughs> I should have. I should have and here's the thing. System. Like coming off of these kind of things, like Draymond's going to be on his best behavior for a while and we won't even be talking about it a couple months from now and – you know, the stomp has almost faded uh, out of the back of our minds. The punches. I mean, now granted, after the, the choke, are we calling this the choke? <laughs> no, I'm calling it the defense. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That in, like my, my like, uh, it's, it's weird because technically I've been here for almost two years. But I've touched three different seasons. You know, I touched the championship season. I touched all of last season. I touched the beginning of this season. Right. I got, you know, but. But in my time here, we've had. The stomp, the punch, <laughs> and I guess the choke. Well, and and dude, the suspension when he hit LeBron in the balls. You know, it's another giant portion of his legacy. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's another go-to for the uh, for the hit reel. See, um, I, you know, I I I don't disagree with all of you guys in principle, but I am a little bit more concerned because and CJ, you have the insight into what's going on you know, inside the Warriors organization. And it's great to know that, because I, I think your perspective is probably a, you know, a little bit of a window into what's happening internally. And that's the most important thing. But I think the rest of the league is starting to give up a little bit. And and I mean, like Anthony Edwards kind of just punked Draymond, was like, oh, oh, you want to talk shit? I'll just play better than you, right? Like he kind of had Draymond spinning. It's like, sure, yeah, the kind of fire it took to guard fives in 2016 I don't know that that's there anymore in the same way. And that's what has me concerned because now the league is also starting to turn on. They're like, oh yeah, he was deep boy, but like now he's maybe a little bit washed. And then these antics kind of like they become more of the dominant narrative of who he is. And in the same way, I think that can start to get into his head. He starts to freak out even more. And then we end up with somebody that's like, that's like the old dog that, you know, is still biting, but can't really actually break skin. Dude, I'll, I'll concede something right now. If Dre, Steph, or Clay have moved on an age where they can contribute the way that we need them to contribute, then we are fucked. Of course. I mean, of course, you know, that that's the concern on an old team. Um, I don't think we're there yet. And I think you can look to the six and two start, hopefully to underline that, but of course you're right. And if, if he isn't a depoy level talent, is it worth having antics constantly? No, of course not. It's gotta be a trade-off. If it's not a trade-off, then it's not worth it at all. You know, but I, I still think he's capable of the trade-off. Um, CJ, we kept you longer. I really, I just don't want your watch to end, you know, so I'm just kind of holding on to the last moment here. Um, but we appreciate you. You have been phenomenal. We're not out of your life. We still play Brooklyn, so we'll still be having you on. <laughs> um, but for people who are going to look for your work in the future, where do they go? Well, you guys can uh, find my work at uh, 
the New York Daily News, uh, I guess, online and in print. Still figuring all that out, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, X, Instagram, uh, CJ Holmes 22. And retweets, please. Even though you guys are Warriors fans. But if you love me as a person. Don't you do that. Don't like, you, do that. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Retweets, not likes. And, um, you know, I just got, got on to just take this opportunity also to thank you guys for bringing me on and, you know, not only helping me get exposure, but, you know, giving me some friends. Um, you know, I could talk to, you know, talking to y'all. I feel like it's like sitting in the barbershop, just chatting, debating hoops. So it feels like with y'all sometimes. And I want to let y'all know that I appreciate y'all a lot. You know, all the Warriors fans that, you know, took time to read my stories and subscribe and support me in that way. Um, thank you so much. And you know, I plan on using everything I learned here and taking it over to Brooklyn and, you know, hopefully continue to make strides and, my professional career and you know maybe one day you know life will bring me back to the bay area but you know for now my watch is ended you will be missed but not forgotten man um you made an impact we will continue to think of you and like i said we'll have you back on so this is not goodbye it's just a <laughs> a pissy transition from me with that in mind go warriors and hopefully we'll see you guys real soon Good, good. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.